Welcome to the Bible Answer Show, a live and lively forum that brings together pastoral and apologetic voices from across the Christian community to answer your scripture questions. Our show is hosted by Pastor Michael Lance of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, along with a panel of pastors and other invited guests. The phone lines are open now. So, you've got questions, we've got answers on today's Bible Answer Show. Good afternoon and thanks for tuning in to the Bible Answer Show. We are live here on Thursday, December something. Anybody know the date? 8th. The 8th. December 8th. Thursday. You know how I know that? How do you know that? It's your birthday? Because tomorrow's the 9th. Oh, well, that means tomorrow's my birthday. Oh, really? (laughs) I didn't know that. Is it really? Yeah. All right. And you're going to be here on the Bible Answer Show on your birthday. Sure. Why not? And you're turning 27, right? Double that. (laughs) (laughs) Double 27. 54. Really? Oh, man. He's good at math. You're a strapping... Looking 54-year-old there, Joe. <laughs> it's that bomber coat he's wearing. Yeah. Uh, 1-800-227-5278. That's 1-800-227-5278 here at the Bible Answer Show. We are here to answer your questions on the Bible, uh, on the Christian life. If you've got questions about other religions, uh, I don't know, cults maybe. Um, we did a whole thing on Ouija boards the other day. Uh, if you've got uh, questions about something going on in your life, maybe you just need a pastor to talk to. Or uh, you want to talk to Joe Kelly about his birthday, give us a call, 1-800-227-5278. The email address here is answers at livingtruthradio.org. Just a reminder, tomorrow is Facebook Live Friday, so you can uh, uh, look look us up on our Facebook page, and there we are live in video form. And the Facebook page is just under the Bible Answer Show. Something like that, yeah. I, I believe it is. I think if you search face or the Bible Answer Show on Facebook, uh, we'll come up. And last Facebook Friday, we had about 250 people come and view that. So that's awesome, maybe. <laughs> you know, because they got to see your holy shirt. Ooh, yeah. We, we've been telling people you're holy, so, you know. Well, it's, it's finally been confirmed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, give us a call. You know what? We're going to... We're here till about 1230 every day, Monday through Friday, we, we do our live call-in show. So if you want to get your call in, now's the time to do it. The time goes fast, um, believe it or not, after we're done yapping about all this stuff. Uh, so give us a call. We're going to, we got an email. Mike, while you look at the email, um, just want to reach, introduce the program to maybe some new listeners out there. This is the Bible Answer Show, and we've been on for a while now, but still less than a year. And we're excited about the program. And it is a call-in interactive show. And so if you've never called a program like this before, just want to encourage you not to worry about that. We don't bite. We'd love to interact with you. If you have a question about the Bible, the Christian faith, world religions, dot, 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 now would be the time to call. We do have open lines. If you're heading out to your car right now and about to do some lunch, now would be the time to call. The number is 800-227-5278. Write that down for future use as well. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. Give us a call so we can get your call in and we don't run out of time. Right. You know what? Before we get to this email uh, that we got today, uh, we had a caller at the end of the day. It was the last minute yesterday, I believe. Her name was Kim, and she was talking about uh, her son, who is uh, a self-proclaimed atheist and uh, giving her... Um, you know, giving her his opinion on what Christmas is and how she's doing it wrong. <laughs> we only had a, a minute to, uh, to address that, but um, did you want to clarify any of that or expound on anything on that? I know we continue to talk about it after well, the show. 
Yeah, Mike, and part of the, I guess you'd say the irony, maybe the sad irony of yesterday, Joe's two phone calls, both related to people walking away from the faith. Now, we don't know what they're walking away from. We don't know if they were genuinely born again. That always raises up questions. But one of the calls that we, that we did receive, and I think it was Stuart that, that called, was about a minister that he knew that was walking away from the faith based upon footage that he's seen of children suffering from uh, the war there in Syria. And so, you know, this we, we talked about the problem of evil, Joe. We, we touched on uh, a lot of different things related to the problem of evil. I asked the question, well, what's the minister walking to? You know, Peter said, where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life to Jesus. Um, so, you know, it, it is interesting. And, and going back to, to this uh, young man that I think is in his late 20s, um, he wants to basically pick a fight, quote unquote, about you're celebrating Christmas wrong and it's a pagan holiday. Well, we've talked about that a little bit, Joe. And actually, you know, Christmas, the date that it falls on was probably countering a pagan holiday. But there's evidence that Christmas was celebrated very early on in church history. And of course, what really matters is what the day means to you. Um, but it is kind of interesting, ironic, that he wants to argue about what she's celebrating, which seems to be a way of saying, well, even though I'm going to say I'm an atheist or I'm an agnostic or whatever I am now, I'm still going to pick a fight with you about what you're doing. And, and I asked the question at the end of the, the program, and I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck, but I just said, why does he care? Right. So. Well, you know, Pastor, I can, without having the ability to speak to Kim right at this moment, I can almost promise you uh, this is not the only issue that he's looking to, to sort of pick on his mom about. Uh, there seems to be some resentment there. Because as you said, what, what would it matter and why would he care? And this, you know, Pastor, highlights sort of an epidemic across the board throughout the West, and particularly here in the United States, and that's uh, millennials walking away from the faith. And, uh, you know, many studies have been done, a lot of uh, surveys in the Barna Group and things like that, and the percentages are, are really alarming on uh, millennials who... Uh, either in high school or college, decide to walk away from the faith. And a lot of, we can point fingers in a lot of directions, but one of those directions needs to be right back at the church. That we, We've done a poor job of giving our children a reason to believe. We've told them what to believe. We read the stories. They, they know the Old Testament stories, um, but the, yet they equate faith as opposed to uh, science, let's say. There's always that sort of dichotomy. Well, you have faith and then you have science. I'm going to believe in science because science is true and faith isn't. So, not the, so there you have a misdefinition of faith. But we really haven't done a good job of uh, giving those good reasons of why we believe that uh, the scriptures are true, why we believe the account of Christ is true, why we believe his death and resurrection are true. We don't have good arguments for the existence of God. And so it's almost faddish, you know, oh, I'm an atheist now. I reject the faith that my uh, parents brought me up in. So I think it highlights that too. This is the Bible Answer Show, and you can call right now. We do have open lines at 1-800-227-5278. If you're crackling in the background, that was Mike Massaro trying to fix our table with a folded <laughs> piece of paper. Nice work, Mike. 800 227 
5278. When you talk about reason, Joe, um, you know, I think part of the argument on millennials' behalfs as well is that it's not always for them about reason. You know, uh, I think they want to have some experiences with God, too. And I don't think that the two are mutually exclusive. But I, I agree with you, you know, in terms of the apologetic end of things, a lot of churches want the kids to have fun. They want to keep them entertained. They they want to have cool stuff around that makes the vibe feel cool. But a lot of kids are saying, you know, teenagers that go through a youth group are saying, please challenge me. Please, you know, teach through difficult passages of the Bible. Please give me a good argument for the existence of God. And I think that the church has to own some of this. I agree. I think parents need to own some of this. I, I think it's it's multifaceted, but I would agree. And it does, you know, this individual or these individuals wouldn't be the first ones that allegedly walked away from the faith because of difficulties that they see. But I do want to challenge if that's where you're at today. I'm gonna just ask you the question: Where are you gonna to walk to? And and is is your quote unquote walking away based upon? you know, really solid evidence and, and things that you've really struggled through, or is it a fad or, you know, is it a moment of, of an emotional response to something? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that kind of response, but again, you know, this is an epidemic, especially young, among young people. And I think it's something that we need to be praying about. I think it's something that we need to be thinking about how to be strategic in our day and age. One of the responses that we're having uh, Joe is the Truth Academy because we want to equip people not just to be good students of Scripture, but also to know some church history and to know good arguments for the faith, to know some apologetics, and that is actually why the Bible Answer Show exists as well, which is really just an extension of what the church should be doing: giving reasons for faith, having a conversation with people out there. We're told from people who are radio experts that there's some 40% of our listening audience that's unchurched right now. It doesn't mean that they're not Christians, but right. they're not necessarily linked to a local fellowship. Some people can't get to a church. They may be uh, unable to physically, but uh, there's a lot of people that are not uh, really connected to a church home. And 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 we see that affected Joe. You you brought up some numbers from some surveys. We're seeing church attendance dropping off in America as well, and that is a concern. Now I will say this: that there's been some good signs in America too, and there's been some some rekindling of uh, evangelism, and, and we're seeing some neat things in Corona among schools and teenagers and stuff like that with our some of our young guys that are doing a, a great job. Yeah, there is. And you know there there is a there's a you know the the if the response to a uh, undefined and a not well thought out uh, faith as a child is to walk away from it due to, you know, peer pressure and things your college professor says and and the the amount of ridicule you'll get and you you know you're made fun of. So if that's the response and then the church comes back with a proper response of redoubling our efforts in preparation and study, we're seeing a uh, a tremendous explosion in in people really getting equipped and uh, you know with the internet it's sort of a double-edged sword there. Mm -hmm. Great place to equip yourself great place to go, tremendous resources, 
but it also has so much negative. There's so many skeptical websites, atheist websites, you know, so-called the rational websites, right. where they, they put forth all this information against Christianity. Yep. So the information's there. We just have to cull through and uh, dig it out. Yeah, here's an idea for you parents. Uh, go to livingtruthradio.org and start streaming the Bible Answer Show when your kids are in the car. Yeah, they'll, they'll catch some of it. They will, sure. they will, especially your uh, high school kids. All right, let's go to uh, Alex in Belfire. Alex has a follow-up question on what we were just talking about. So, Alex, you're on with the Bible Answer Show. Oh, hi. Um, thank you for taking my phone call. Um Two questions. How much does uh, um, it have to, uh, people leaving the faith have to do with uh, being born again, having a true testimony? And, um, and also, um, when you mentioned uh, when Peter told Jesus, he told him, where else will we, uh, will we go if you're the only one that has a um, you know, um, word of, of, of life, right? The, the, the word yeah. of life, right? Yep. Um, what thought, what, how, how did, um, where did that, um, question, how did that question originate? Or wh- where did that answer come sure. from? How did, um, what okay. is it that led Jesus to tell him that? What did, what, what had happened when that, when, when Jesus told him that? Yeah, Alex, uh, stay with us and let me, let me respond and, and Joe will chime in as well. So, um, first of all, I think that to your first statement or question, um, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not there are false converts in the church. And some of this can be the case because of a watered down or incomplete gospel presentation. Uh, you know, I, I'll give credit where credit is due. Ray Comfort has spent a lot of time talking about whether you agree with all of the approaches or not that he takes with the law. He's talked about true and false converts, uh, tares in the wheat field type thing. You know, the parable of the soils of the sower is huge to really uh, grapple with and understand. And he's talked about, you know, if you, if you preach to people life enhancement, you come to Jesus and, and your life is going to be improved, but you don't talk to them about repentance, you don't talk to them about following Jesus as the Lord of your life, then you're going to end up in a situation where you're preaching an incomplete gospel and you may have uh, a false convert. And the minute, you know, this is what comes out in the parable of the sowers of the soils. The minute persecution arises or the cares of the world or the deceitfulness of riches come at that person, they are gone. Uh, you know, sometimes the, the depiction that Jesus uses is it chokes the word. Sometimes the image is the birds flying in and steal away what was snatched in the heart and that's Satan coming in. And so how does that happen? Well, that happens because the seed hasn't really gone deep where, you know, Alex, we might say that person was truly born again. So, so I think that is uh, definitely a possibility. And that may be why people, some people walk away because they were new, never truly of us. They were never truly born again. And so I think that does explain some of what's going on. The second thing that you mentioned in John 6, and I was referring to John 6, and Jesus gave a difficult teaching about his body and blood. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He was speaking metaphorically, not literally. I have to say that over and over again. Jesus used metaphors many times. He was not talking about cannibalism. He was not talking about literally drinking his blood. I'm going to argue he wasn't talking about transubstantiation with all due respect to our Catholic friends. But 
he was talking about you must take him in. You must believe in him and come to him in order to have life. The words that I've spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. That's, uh, I think, John 6.63. To answer your question, so John 6.66, as a result of this, the teaching, many of his disciples, John 6.66, ironically, walked away and they were not following him anymore. And then Jesus turned to the 12 and said, do you also want to go away? And that's when Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. So in this case, it was a difficult teaching to comprehend, but it caused many people to walk away who are identified as disciples. What that really means, you know, were they truly born again? Were they just following because it was convenient to be around Jesus to get a healing or a meal? Quite possible. But that... That's my uh, answers to your questions, Alex. What would you add, Joe? You know, I mean, the, the uh, problem of the easy believism, um, books have been written, and we could trace back to sort of how we got to where, um, we, where we thought all we need to do is bring our friends with us to a sort of revival uh, or a crusade. And that goes all the way back to the Great Awakening and what happened there and the way the, the gospel was presented. And you had itinerant preachers and they hold revival meetings. And it was, you know, you come forward. You, if you just say this prayer, you're saved. And um, I th that's dangerous. I think that's dangerous. Because Do, it doesn't, it, it's somewhat incomplete, correct? I think it is. Um, it, I went to a Billy Graham crusade, I went down. This was back in, I believe, 1977. Um, I think there was a genuine uh, response on my part. So I'm not saying that if, that's, if you've gone to a crusade and that's where you identify where you, the day you were saved, I'm not saying that you weren't. I'm saying it's dangerous in the sense that not everybody that does, and we shouldn't just assume that the person next to us is also saved. Um, doesn't the evidence really come out over time, Joe? It I does. Mean, uh, I think even Greg Laurie would say, you know, even if one in four who have responded in the Harvest Crusades are true believers, they've right. had, Tremendous. you know, some pr incredible numbers. I think uh, in hearing Greg the other day, it equates to about 150,000 true converts if it's one in four uh, of the time that they've right. been doing their crusades. And, that, and that's still tremendous fruit. And I know they've made it a huge push for the follow-up, for yes. actually discipling. And trying and to that's, get... That's really what's needed. Trying to get people into churches. And, and, and of course, not every gospel presentation necessarily has to have every component, but um, counting the cost, thinking about following Jesus as Lord, repenting from past sin and forsaking it. Uh, it's going to be a process. There's no doubt that you're born again in a moment of time by faith it's by grace through faith, right? It's not of ourselves. It's not by works. But it's still, you have to go into it knowing what you're doing and, and whatever level you, you're hearing it. Now, I often close our services after sure. I've taught the Word of God with, hey, if you want to open up your heart right now, I do give a sinner's prayer. I, I'm not doing altar calls, you know, week in and week out. Sometimes I call people to the front to pray. But, but the point is, is that I think repentance does need to be a regular part of what we preach. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's an even, even uh, repentance is inherent in the word belief in Greek because it does mean to trust. So it means if you're going to trust Christ, you're going to stop trusting yourself or false gods 
dot 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 right so and, and that is the the sinner's prayer so to speak is that repentance yes but where was it that jesus said this man went away justified the yeah. one who had true sorrow in his heart yeah luke 18 right luke 18 all right all right uh you're listening to the bible answer show it's a call-in show that we do uh, daily here on this station uh between 12 and 12 30 uh, taking your uh, questions about the Bible, and sometimes it's just questions about things going on in your life. Uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show today, we had a call from Kim yesterday, and Kim has called back. So, Kim, you're back on the Bible Answer Show. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just, I, I don't know, I have, I have uh, problems with my son as far as, like, um, we're torn, because my son's trying to reach out to his Native American um, heritage, too. And because he feels torn, he would rather not believe in a God at all, because he feels that there's too many religions out there or faith, and he, you know, he would rather, he says, um, he says, was it, uh, ignorance is bliss. So he chooses to be like that, which then he argues with me on the, like I said, on the fact that Christmas is being celebrated for Jesus, which is my faith of having Jesus come to this earth so he could die for our sins. But at the same time, he's saying that it's kind of like a lie of facade because also it's too commercialized and too being that the churches are using it to, um, you know, bring in, I guess, congregation. And then the, the whole Christmas gift thing for people a lot of children are in false hope of thinking they're going to get something. And if they're poor, um, most likely they're not going to get something. And then they feel like God doesn't love them. So it's like a lie. And mm. my son will quote saying yeah. that even Jesus says, you know, uh, God is not an author of confusion. So that's confusion to children at a young age. So well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just well, Kim, stay on, stay on the line. We'd like to dialogue with you a little bit, but let me just give you some of my initial thoughts. And I know Joe has some as well. And, and we've done our share of interacting with, you know, people who have questions and are skeptical and so forth, and people who struggle inside and outside the church. First of all, you know, all of these things have some merit, right? I mean, you can critique the commercialism, crass commercialism of Christmas. You can critique that some kids don't get Christmas gifts, but I could argue that some kids are getting gifts from Samaritan's Purse with Operation Christmas Child, and some great things are happening there. So I guess it it all depends on your point of view, but here's what I would say of your son. So if there's a bunch of world religions, that to me argues that man is inherently spiritual. He, He understands there's something transcendent which argues for the existence of God. And then I would also argue that Satan oftentimes uses false religion to dupe people, which to me argues for the existence of God. There's an old saying, are you going to let a hypocrite keep you out of heaven? So your son's going to say, well, okay, it's better. I'm torn. I, I understand why he might be torn. So I'm just not going to believe. But look, he's doing things wrestling with with holidays and philosophies and religions because he knows that there's something beyond. You know, Ecclesiastes 3, I think it's around verse 11, says, God has put eternity in our hearts. And we're going to find this vanity, this this meaninglessness without God and without these transcendent answers. And so here's where I get concerned. Ignorance is not bliss. Your son is not ignorant. (laughs) 
And even Romans chapter one says we're without excuse just because of the invisible attributes of God that are clearly seen by creation alone. So there will be no ignorance is bliss on judgment day because man is inexcusable, Romans 1.20, just based upon the physical creation alone. He's without excuse. Joe, thoughts for Kim? Yeah, I do. Kim, I, first of all, I, I'd make sure that you're keeping your son in prayer. Uh, he's The good thing is that he's not so adamant in his beliefs that he seems like he's actually trying to still find his way and, and decide what he, what he thinks is true, et cetera. Um, he's, he's being tugged a little bit towards uh, his Native American heritage, and you know even uh, the Native, uh, Native American culture is rooted in, in uh, a spiritual uh, sort of disciplines. But uh, honestly, there's a huge uh, gospel movement within the Native American community also. So that being said, I would direct you towards a website and uh, they have a tremendous question and answer section. And uh, it's pretty simple to remember. The website is reasonablefaith.org. And uh, all these types of questions that maybe you're not familiar with, uh, some of his objections, he can go through the Q&A there. There's a, a, a list of them. He can do it in a search bar by word, by phrase, etc., and just uh, tell them, hey, why don't you spend some time on here? It's a really interesting thing to do. You'll see questions you never even thought of, and uh, the gentleman that answers those questions is one of the uh, top thinkers uh, actually in the world. He's a, a Christian uh, theologian slash philosopher, and uh, there'll be some good answers there for him. So, Kim, we're, we're running out of time. We've got about a minute, maybe a little bit more than a minute. I wanted to give you the final word, and then let us know how we can pray for you and uh, if we can direct you to any more resources. We appreciate you calling in. So let's give Kim the final word. Can you get to her, Mike? Mm-hmm. Right, she's on. Kim, you're on. Oh, thank you so much. I really... Um, my heart is heavy a lot with my son, so I appreciate you answering my questions. And, um, yeah, I do keep my fair and um, keep up answering questions. Thank you so much. Okay, Kim, I, I'm going to pray right now. Um, listening audience, if you would join us in prayer, keep your eyes open if you're driving. <laughs> Father God, we lift up Kim and her son. You know who he is. You know what he's going through. And you know Kim's heart. You know, as a parent, how much we hurt for our children, how much we desire that they know you and walk with you and follow you. And there's many prodigals in our world, Lord, for all kinds of different reasons. But we just pray that you might show him who you are, reveal your glory. You're big enough to do it. Lord, you don't even need us to defend you, but um, you've given us uh, this apologetic platform to give answers. That's what you say in 1 Peter 3.15 for the hope that we have. And uh, we want to, we certainly want to see that for Kim and her son. So please, uh, would you just extend your hand and give her everything she needs and, and bless her and strengthen her through the holiday season. Amen. Amen. Hey, I bet you guys didn't know this. I'm a Native American. Really? Yeah. My mom is uh, half Seneca, half Italian. So Interesting. That makes me uh, officially full-blooded. Little uh, tidbit of info there. Bible Answer Show is produced by Shane Lance and Cameron Thomas. Uh, special thanks to Joel, who is screening our calls today. Hey, the Bible Answer Show is a listener-supported ministry, so if you want to help keep us on the air into 2017, you can donate at livingtruthradio.org. That goes completely to keeping the show on the air. Uh, hey, thanks to all our callers today, and we will catch you tomorrow on the Bible Answer Show.
Thanks for joining the conversation on the Bible Answer Show. To find out more about the radio ministry, Michael Lance, or the church he pastors in Corona, Living Truth Christian Fellowship, visit livingtruthradio.org. Please tell your friends about us and invite them to join us any weekday here on K-Bright. And if they have questions, we'll have answers on the next Bible Answer Show.